Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. There's been so much chatter in the groups that I'm involved with about people at that point where they're thinking about going mirrorless. been lots of discussions I've had recently with people talking about the process of changing maybe from a DSLR over to mirrorless technology, what the advantages are, what the, I suppose, the pros and cons of the two systems. And I thought now that I've been kind of shooting... I'm well over 12 months with my R5 and I've recently added a R6 to the mix as well. Um, so I shoot fully mirrorless now. I was shooting blended with a DSLR and the R5. And I'll talk about some of the reasons why I've gone fully mirrorless. And I might, it just may help people who are at that point now where they're trying to decide what they do. And, and there's a couple of new mirrorless cameras out on the market. So People might have been hanging out waiting for something new to come along. Canon have a few new ones out with the the R7 and the R10, which would probably suit a lot of the um, enthusiast-level photographers. So I thought I might share in this podcast, I might share my experience over the last 12 months or so shooting mirrorless and try and, I suppose, explain the pros and cons, how, how I've seen it. So this is my just from my own personal experience of of shooting with the cameras and just a bit of a history lesson. So previously, for the last, I don't know, 12 years or so, I've been shooting with the 5 Series cameras, the full frame, when I went to full frame from crop frame sensor digital to full frame. So I've kind of been shooting, I, I started with the 5D2 and then moved to the 5D3 and then the 5D4. And like I said, now shooting with the R5 and the R6. So I, I I know what the other cameras were capable of and I know what their strong points were because I'd used them for so long. So I shoot a lot of things like events and stuff like that. So typically I'm shooting with two cameras because typically in events you don't have time to change from, say, yeah, put a 70 to 200 on, and then maybe go to something like a 24 to 70 camera. You're kind of swapping those two those two um, lens setups are ideal for events because you've got the the wide end down at 24 and you've got the reach at 200. Um, sometimes you just need to isolate, pull someone out of a crowd or someone up on stage. You just want to make them the prominent thing in the frame. So that's where the 7200 comes into play. And I will talk also about the glass that I'm now using as well because I've changed most of my glass over to RF glass from EF glass. So so let's start, I suppose, with the transition from the 5D4 as my main body because I was shooting 5D4 as a main body and 5D3 as my second body. So when I went over to the R5, the 5D4 became my second body and the um, R5 was the main body, so that was the one that, you know, predominantly did most of the shooting. And I've always liked, I suppose, one thing I've liked about full frame is that, yeah, especially in events and stuff like that, sometimes you're working in 
spaces where there's not a lot of space. So you want to try and get the widest capture you can. So, and for people who hear the phrases crop frame versus full frame, there's con pros and cons with those two two systems. I might just spend a little bit of time just so you know people who may not be aware of what the pros and cons are, just to to give them a bit of an idea. So typically, if a full frame camera and you have a say using a twenty four mil lens on that camera, you're going to get quite a wide field of view. If you were using that same 24mm lens on a 1.6 crop factor, you're actually losing, you're not getting as wide a picture. So that's why a lot of people will gravitate to full frame because they can obviously capture more on the frame than you can in a cropped. And saying that, some people actually deliberately buy a crop frame sensor because of that exact reason. Because at the other end of the scale, if you put something like a, you know, say you put a um, 400 mil lens or something on a full frame, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get your 400. If you put a 400 mil lens on a crop frame, you're going to get a 1.6 increase on the magnification factor. So I think it's probably roughly something like 560 or something like that. So it actually gives you like a longer lens. So for people who shoot birds and sports, that's a really great, I suppose, feature of a crop frame that you're getting that extra reach. So you, instead of having to buy, buy a long, you know, even a bigger, more expensive lens, you can have a lens now that kind of, you know, if you're using like say 100 to 400, that gives you quite good reach um, capturing sports. And so that's sometimes people buy the crop frame sensor. And that's, what, and that's why companies like Canon have brought out in the R series, they've brought out a you know, crop frame bodies because they know that there's people out there in the in the market who who love crop frame. They love those advantages. For what I do personally, full frame suits my photography better than a crop frame would. But that's not the same for everyone else. So other people, if you're a casual kind of shoot a bit of this and a bit of that, um, crop frames you can you can use that. It's not a problem. Um, but like I said, it's horses for courses, and for me, it's just personally. For the stuff I shoot, I find that the full-frame sensor is what I'm kind of looking for because I'm really looking for those. Typically, it's getting as much in the shots as I possibly can. Um, and, yeah, so that's, that's I suppose, one of the reasons crop-frame versus um, full-frame. There's other technical reasons as well, but they're probably the main reasons that people choose those two, two frames to all those two sensor sizes. So when I... Like I said, first started shooting with the R5, and I had did a I did do a um, podcast. There is a podcast on Focus which talks about my initial transition, but now I can kind of talk a bit more in depth because obviously I've been shooting with it for that long, and I pretty much have shot everything with the R5. So I've shot a great range of different from motorsports to fashion events to general events and a lot of street photography and a lot of other things that I've shot now with the, the R5. And in and I've shot in some, you know, in conditions that weren't great. So I did a whole bunch of shooting for a festival where it was um, pretty much raining the whole time. So I was pretty much out in the rain with the, with the R5. And all I can tell you is the weather sealing works because I have... I had, absolutely zero issues with with moisture or any problems like that i mean and look when it comes to using a camera in a 
rainy conditions, I mean, you have to be kind of a little bit sensible about it. You're not going to just go and put the thing down in a puddle of water or something, but I'd shoot where I could, keep the camera protected as much as I could when I had to shoot if the camera got some water on it. So in my camera bag, I always carry a couple of microfiber cloths, so I wipe off all the excess moisture off the camera. Um, that's one of the best things. You just don't put your camera back in the bag if it's got kind of you know raindrops all over it. Dry it off before you put it somewhere. That's going to cause issues down the track for you with um, things like mould and stuff in your camera bag as well. You don't want to be putting wet items in there. So using them in a variety of different conditions and having virtually zero issues as far as the performance of the camera it's just they just work the way i expect a five series canon camera to work i mean the five series have been an absolute workhorse for canon um a lot of pro photographers that's their was their go-to choice if they're shooting general stuff um the more higher end stuff like people who's shooting a lot of sports and stuff like that high speed stuff would have went to a 1dx series but a lot of people shot with the the five series so have zero kind of concerns about the weather sealing and performance in difficult conditions absolutely fantastic the one thing that you do hear a lot of people talk about particularly when they start talking about mirrorless and they start talking about you know things like the r5 and things like that is battery life now i shot on a lot of my 5d series cameras with a grip and i always liked the grip and when i got the r5 i didn't get a grip straight away i thought i'm just gonna try it and now i shoot without a grip and i think it's because a couple of reasons the the 5ds were quite a heavy camera and the grip i think just gave you more purchase you just had i don't know you could feel like you could hold that thing a bit solider for grip but i've transitioned down to shooting now with a body without a grip which brings you back to the battery life so how have i found it in the real world I carry a number of batteries with me. So I, I on a shoot in my camera bag, typically I'll have six six batteries with me. Purely I'm just trying to be covering all the bases. And I was shot a couple of days there where I did, you know, ten hour ten hours days of shooting and pretty much only used in in the in the first body, the R five. I, I pretty much only used got onto the second battery about maybe three quarters of the way through the day I'd be onto the second battery and the second battery would take me through to finish finish off so I didn't find that a hassle the fact that yeah I'm probably in the same shooting the same amount of content on my 5d4 I probably would have potentially got through on the, on the one battery but so yeah but it's not super hard to manage you know you just buy if you're going to go mirrorless just buy an extra battery or two always good to have spare batteries it's always you know the thing that you know if you don't have you forgot to charge one i try and keep them all charged so um and i've got a system that i use so i know how they've charged and you know the, on the canon batteries they come with a little yellow protector plate that, that snaps on and what i've done is in that little protector plate if you've got a canon camera and you have a look at it take that little yellow plate out and you'll see a little there's a little battery symbol like cut out of the plate and what I do is so on one side of the battery I put a bit of red tape on the back of the battery a little bit of red you know electrical tape so when I snap the cover on a fully charged battery I put the little cutout window to the other side and it kind of shows like a blue 
a blue label underneath. And so basically when I grab out of my camera bag, I'm pulling a battery out. I look at the back of the battery with the cover on, and I, if I see the kind of blue or I see the red, if I'm pulling the red one, I know that's one that I've used. So it's already been ready for charging, you know, so it goes back in the bag that way. So I just manage my batteries so that way I know anytime I grab one out of the bag, I'm kind of, you know, ready to go. Now, typically what I'll do at an event like that, as soon as I kind of get about halfway through the day, I'm actually grabbing a battery out of my um, camera bag and I'm putting it in my pocket. So I've got it actually really close. So if I'm shooting something and the battery does kind of die halfway through, you know, there's a performance on and I'm getting shots and then the battery's saying change battery, I can pretty much pull that battery out and grab the one out of my pocket, slap it in and keep shooting really quickly without really losing losing anything from the event. Like So I've just found that works really well. So that was a concern for me because of listening to people saying about the batteries, but in the real-world situation, the batteries it has not been an issue. It really has not been an issue. And what some people do, if you really want to really push the battery life out of your mirrorless camera, on the R5 you can flip this. You know, it's, got the, it's got the screen that you can rotate around. If you flip the screen around so it's kind of up against the camera so you don't see it, and you just purely use the viewfinder, electronic viewfinder, and you can, and I, I find that that's how I review pictures. I don't review pictures from the back of the camera because quite often, when you're in bad lighting or bright lighting, you can't really see the images properly. And I just love to put it up to your eye and just look at the, the image in the electronic viewfinder and just flick through the images and go, yep, okay, I've got that right. Or no, I need to move a little bit um, to get that pole where the artist is, it's kind of in the annoying or whatever. So I find now that I review through the back of the viewfinder rather than the back of the camera. And probably leads me to the point where why I've just recently changed to full mirrorless. So I wanted it, I always like to shoot with two bodies. Um, so I wanted to keep it fairly uniform. I couldn't justify having two R5s, like having an R5 purely as kind of a backup camera, which might only take, say, 25% of the images. And that's probably what it, the reality is. It's probably like my main body probably shoots 75 of the gig or the event, and the backup camera will shoot about 25% of the content because it's got different lenses on it. I couldn't really justify, say, putting the extra money, and I had been looking and looking and looking. And the R6 really appealed for me because same menu system, very similar to the R5. Yes, it's a smaller sensor, but the smaller sensor actually lends itself to giving better low light performance. So that's handy to to be able to lever off that camera um, and use its low light performance in some um, situations. So the two cameras, I think, complement each other for what I do personally. They work really, really well. And the other thing is I went to the R6 because that same reason I like now to review the pictures in the viewfinder. And I'd be shooting with the 5D4 and then I'd take a couple of shots and I want to quickly look and I'm going, oh, I can't, I can't review it here because it's, it's a different process. So I found that I was getting in a rhythm shooting and then I'd change to the other body and I'd kind of get out of rhythm and have to get back into the, into the rhythm and then I'd be shooting again and then I'd go back to the other body and I was constantly switching between the two bodies I just found it really, really difficult and, you know, like I said, bit the bullet and said, okay, I need to go full mirrorless. 
which I have not regretted. So now I've been shooting probably about, I think, a bit over a month or so now. I've been shooting fully mirrorless. Absolutely loving it. I've got no regrets whatsoever. So anyone who's kind of thinking about, you know, jumping from a DSLR to a to one of the mirrorless platforms, whether you like you're shooting with the say a very popular cam, Canon camera, um, particularly for sports and for wildlife, especially in the in the enthusiast market, is the seven uh, D seven D you know Mark One and Mark Two. The uh, been a really kind of a, a great workhorse camera. It's, it's virtually like a pro level crop frame camera. So that's going to be the, the I suppose the direct replacement for that camera in the mirrorless is going to be the R seven. So. Haven't played with the R7 yet, hoping to, to, to get one to play with and just get, see, even though it's not kind of what I would normally use, but I know there's a lot of people out there, this camera would be perfect for them. So that's why I want to kind of get a bit of hands-on real-world experience just to see what it can do and, and how good it is. And all the reviews so far, I've kind of saying great things about it. So back to, the, back to that transition of going from the DSLR world to the mirrorless world, like I said, battery issues, battery wasn't an issue. Performance is definitely not an issue. I've lost absolutely nothing as far as performance, but gained. Some of the big winning things are, is the focusing system between the the 5D4 and the R5 and the R6. The, the autofocus with eye tracking is a game changer. And I just, I just use that so much now. It's not funny. Like it's just the it makes your life a lot easier. So when you're shooting like someone on stage jumping around and you're trying to keep a focus on their face, um, the camera can do a lot of that for you. So you can, you're not worried about that now. So you can concentrate on the angle you're shooting at, composition, your timing on when to take the shots. Because a lot of times with performance shooting, like when you're shooting performers and that, there's times to take the shot and there's times not to take the shot. Um, so there's times when they're, mouth might be fully open or whatever you try and anticipate that timing so you can concentrate on that timing not happen to worry about missing the focus because if you get the timing right and you miss the focus you've got a rubbish shot so but the great thing about the camera is you've got so much faith in the auto auto focus system you don't have to worry about the focus and you can just concentrate on your timing which i've found is really i love that i love that about that camera and very difficult now to go back and shoot with the the 5D4 because of that exact reason that the focusing is so different. So those couple of things are just, to me, like game changers. Now, one thing I haven't talked about is weight. And one of the great things about the mirrorless camera is because it's small and I said I don't feel like it needs a grip because it fits really well in the hands. It's so much lighter, and I've started transitioning over to the RF glass. So that's the native glass for the Canon mirrorless series. And I was shooting with adapted glass, so I was using a, an adapter with my EF lenses. And one of my, at an event, one of my most used lenses is the 7200. So people who shoot events will just know that lens is just a, an absolute kind of staple lens that you use. Beautiful lens, fast lens, 2.8. The EF version is very heavy, and the weight difference between the 5D4 and the R5 is lighter. So when you put on the 200 2.8 lens on that body, it is just so 
it's such a sweet combination weight wise shooting wise like i said i did a couple of 10 hour gigs where i shot for like 10 hours 10 11 hours on some days you've got the cameras around uh, i use a sling camera strap i don't use the the camera straps that come with the cameras i always change them out because i just find i just like to have the cameras hanging down by my side so i can just grab whichever camera i need when i need it and it just sits there nice and comfortably out the way of everything and it's just like you just didn't notice the cameras like they're just really really comfortable with that just that weight that they've shaved off so like i said now i've kind of started to change more and more to the rf glass because the adapter glass works really well and i just think that it's just there's something about the native glass that just everything looks great works great the weight factor all those things it's not a cheap exercise to do i'll give you that but it is a an expensive thing to do so i mean one of the things to help fund it selling off my ef glass to kind of fund the the rf um transition but and there's nothing like i said wrong with the canon um l series ef lenses i mean they're beautiful lenses so anyone who's going to continue to shoot with you know with a dslr still fantastic lenses nothing absolutely wrong with them so i haven't really like i said there's been not one at one point for all the shooting that i've done in the last 12 to 14 months since i've been using the r5 that i've ever stopped and thought oh geez i wish i wish i'd used the the 5d4 for this at no point has that ever happened i've just been blown away by the performance of the camera i've just been blown away by features in the camera and i've been doing you know something which i wasn't ever really into much and that was taking bird pictures and i bought the rf 600 f11 lens which is a very affordable long lens if you want to do birding i call it a a morning lens rather than an afternoon lens because being f11 obviously you need pretty good light but that lens is incredible bang for your buck but when you combine that with the tracking features in the uh, autofocus system in the r5 and r6 you just can get some killer shots of birds that you probably were trying to strive to get with your dslr but would miss the focus you know you get the bird in the right position and hit it and bang but the focus was off and that's what i love about the mirrorless system that the technology has really gone ahead in leaps and bounds and really it's just such a refreshing platform to shoot with and any, like I said, any, any person who's sitting there kind of thinking, oh, I don't know if I want to jump over to, over yet, the technology has proved itself. It's been around long enough now. It's, it's like I said, it's been refined. And look, I, I think what will happen is the battery thing is not an issue. Yes, it's, it, they're heavier on batteries, but it's not an issue. It's not like a, a deal breaker in any um, sense of the word. It's just something you just manage. And you know that's that's the thing with everything people through time and look as time goes on as new battery technology comes out there will be battery technology in the future that will give incredible performance so we'll just see these kind of innovations in in that area as well so and that'll really just really complete that package and make it even a sweeter package than it really is already so it's already a very sweet package so i've been talking about the transition from going from 5d4 DSLR shooting over to mirrorless and like I said my experience has been absolutely a really positive one um, so I'm now kind of like I said shooting with the 
when I do a lot of street photography, I'll be using a 24 to 105 um, f4 RF lens now, and that is just such a beautiful lens. It's a very versatile lens too, because I used to also use that at, at events and stuff as well, because sometimes that 105 reach is just good to have if you're shooting something and you just need a little bit of extra reach where the 70 just runs out it's a great lens and like i said when i when i combine that say on something like the the r6 with its low light really good low light capabilities the f4 really doesn't pose a problem at all it's just something you can easily work with so i don't have any kind of any issues and now i've kind of added to the mix i've added a 35 mil prime the they do a they don't do a very super fast prime yet but they do a a 35 mil 1.8 which is a great little lens i've got the 50 mil rf 1.2 which is an absolutely beautiful piece of glass yes it's very expensive but it is just such a sweet lens i've also just added the 85 mil f2 lens i just wanted to kind of have a few primes in the kit so the 35 the 50 the 85 are kind of the prime offerings in rf and then I've got the I've got the 70, 70 to 200. I've also added in the RF, I've also added the 100 to 400. There's a bit of a kind of a lens to maybe travel with because it's a very small lens. It's a lot lighter than I've got. I typically use my EF 100 to 400 on the with the adapter, which is a fantastic lens, the L-series lens. But I was looking at something that maybe if I was traveling, and I just wanted to have a smaller kit, but I still wanted to have that maybe that 400 reach. And one of the other things we were talking about crop frame and full frame. I've got a button set on the back of the on the R5. I haven't bothered on the I haven't bothered doing it on the R6 because the R6 is a much smaller sensor. But I've got it set up so I can just flick a button on the back and I can go from full frame to crop frame. So when you say have a like a you know 100 to 400 on there and you want that extra bit of reach you can use the crop factor yes you know you the image that you're capturing has got less detail and less information like it's a smaller file size because you're only using a smaller part of the sensor but essentially you're adding this um extra reach like when i got the six i think when i got 600 f11 lens on and i drop it down to into the crop factor you're like it's nearly a 900 mil lens. Like it's just incredible. Like with shooting things like the moon, um, shooting birds sometimes. Like I said, um, if you've got good light, fantastic. When it becomes evening and you're trying to chase birds with that 600 f11, it's it's a more of a challenge. You're probably not going to get the shots you want. Um, but like I said, so you've got that ability to be able to switch between full frame and crop on those lenses, which I find, like I said, set up on a custom on the custom buttons on the back of the camera. This episode of Focus, I've just been concentrating and talking about going mirrorless and so many people, like I said, in different forums have been kind of talking about it, asking advice, what should I do? And I suppose the first thing too, when you do go mirrorless, definitely buy and definitely buy yourself an adapter so you can start using your EF glass so you don't have to fully transition over to the um, RF glass straight away. You can start, which is what I did. So I literally have only added a bunch of those lenses in the last probably three months prior to that i've just been simply using adapted ef lenses with no problems whatsoever but i'm just mindful that some of those new ones i've got the weight factor and you know less such stuff you're carrying around i think sometimes when you're on your feet all day 
shooting a shooting a gig or shooting an event is um yeah you do really notice at the end of the day just that that weight saving so it is really worth it and i know a lot of people have actually one thing that attracts them to the mirrorless system is that kind of weight saving that people are looking at that as well as something that to to think about by saving some weight and um going down to a uh, to a mirrorless system so for anyone out there like i said thinking about jumping over to the mirrorless systems definitely go and have a look at them you won't regret it every person that i've spoken to who has done the done the transition said they just they've ne- they haven't regretted it for one moment they just love it and like i said so really i don't personally see any negatives going mirrorless i can't say there's any kind of bad things about it other than other than the fact that you've got to probably ultimately change your kit out and maybe upgrade some lenses and do things like that in the future but all those things are manageable you can do it over a period of time you don't have to do it all over one in one stint like i said using the adapter you can use all your ef glass and one of the big cool things about the the rf lenses and using the adapter that's got the control ring it gives you another element of control so you can put the say like iso onto the control ring so you've got your you've got your aperture set you've got your shutter speed set the light's changing a bit you can quickly adjust your iso without kind of you know lifting a hand or pushing buttons and doing stuff you can just do it and you can see immediately through the viewfinder the um, exposure difference by changing the iso so you can actually say yep and like i said these days cameras like that you can really let the iso creep up like it's back in the old day everyone would try and keep the iso down as low as possible to keep that noise keep that grain out of the pictures these days the sensors are so good and the processing is so good that you don't you can let the iso creep up which opens up a whole range of new possibilities for photography shooting in low light um, situations and getting shots that previously you would have struggled to get like I said on this episode I've been talking about the transitioning over to um, mirrorless from the 5d series cameras in Canon over to the R5 and the R6 I just wanted to share some of those thoughts like I said there's there's so much more I could talk about but obviously a bit limited on time in podcasts we're going to kind of go on for hours and hours but by all means if people ever have any questions or you have any uh, things you'd like answered by all means drop us in our social media different things we're on instagram facebook all those types of things you can look up my instagram stephen finkel my facebook stephen finkel photography and you can always i'm happy to share anything um that you might have concerns or want to learn a little bit more about so yeah like i said um go out there and have a good look at the mirrorless systems i think it's, it's it is the total future of photography um dslr's gonna eventually gonna peter out um not gonna happen overnight but you know in, in moving forward in the future it, it will be a world of mirrorless digital photography so this has been steve finkel for photo mission focus discussing photography enjoy your photography and and have fun until next time see ya bye <laughs>